What's up, my friends, and welcome into today's show. I'm so glad that you found us and are here listening, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts or over on our YouTube channel. You guys rock. Thanks for being here. Liv Harrison and I today, we uh, talk about some pretty cool news that we got at the show that we have some fun with. Uh, we also talk about, uh, well, I make one of the more outlandish claims I've ever made about Jesus, and we use it as a little thought experiment. And then we also talk about um, regimented prayer, which, uh, you know, is often frowned upon, but... Uh, it's better than nothing. So uh, we hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you do, please hit that subscribe button wherever you are watching or listening today. You guys rock and enjoy. What's up? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Olivia Newton-John Harrison. There's a fly buzzing around my head. I've never... I've often been distracted by you at the beginning of the show. I don't think, uh, I think a fly is a new one. It's like hitting me in the forehead. First time, this is a first time thing, the fly, come on. The fly. The yep. fly. Hello, it's Taylor. a bee. Mm. Hey, how I are do. you? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> this is such a bad introduction. Uh, and I'm going to segue right from the bad introduction <laughs> to what we have earned Ooh. with what we have done here on this show. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm going to read you something. I haven't told you about this at all. I don't even think you know about this. We might have talked about it before it happened, but it was a, it was a not well-kept secret until the day we were recording this, which is Monday. This is releasing on Wednesday. Okay. The day we are recording this, a digital um, uh, report just went out, and it will be printed tomorrow in paper okay. with the heading of the Wall Street Journal. Are you Here's in Wall what Street the Wall. Here's what the Wall Street Journal reads in like paragraph 98, not really 98, but it's like paragraph 18 of this article about our friends over at Clerically Speaking. Here's the paragraph that really concerns us here. Taylor Schroll, 32 years old, of Bryan, Texas, hosts his podcast, Forte Catholic, with the hashtag, hashtag Make Catholicism Fun Again, and invited, invited the clerically speaking priests onto his show to compete in a preach-off. They had to incorporate three random words, among them cheese, moose, and St. Joseph of Arimathea, into a 60-second sermon. Father Harrison stumbled, saying he saw a, quote, flock of moose, but one. I'm in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole life begins today. Today. Not, the rest has been only. a dress rehearsal. Today is the yeah. real deal. You're done. I don't even know this why you're it. doing this show. Like, what are you even doing with your this life? This is the victory lap. No, dude, this is when you go get a bus with your face on it and you tell everybody what you actually think of them and you say all sorts of stuff. You're like, peace out. That's what don't you worry, do Don't worry, Liv. I haven't been holding back. In <laughs> I already know where I live. I know I'm not invited on the bus. I know that. I know I don't get a ride. Allison gets to drive the bus. I'm not even on the bus. No, that's amazing. Come on. Are you going to frame that? I would, fr you know, I would, you know, I would frame that. I would, I would, I would like make it squish down. I can't think of words. I would make it get small, minimize and put it on a business card. That's what I would do. You got to think big Taylor. Use this. Well, here's the thing is like now for like the, you're thinking business cards, but I'm thinking of like Taylor's role as quoted in the Wall Street Journal. Like <laughs> I can walk around saying that oh, all the time now. 100%. Oh, that was just the beginning. I've got many, many ideas of what <laughs> right. I would do if I was in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I'd buy a house in Manhattan. I would, no, there's so many things. 
Well, there was no money involved. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Nothing even big enough, Taylor. This is a big deal. I, I will get into how this all happened. Congratulations, but, uh, by the way. First, first, the key takeaways from this. One, I'm buried enough in the article that most people won't read it. I mean, we all read 60 <laughs> seconds of articles. I'm definitely past 60 seconds. But what's funny is, like, one of the dumber games that we play on this show is what got mentioned in the Wall Street Journal, where we each get, we come on here, we each give each other three words that we have to incorporate into a 60-second ter- sermon. It's called freestyle preaching. It's hard. And the person who was writing the article listened to a lot of episodes of Forte Catholic. She like did, she not just this show, but other shows. We'll get into the whole story. But she listened to it. She listened to that one specifically because Father Anthony and Father Harrison, from clerically speaking, which is what the main article was about. Um, but my favorite thing is... I'm a little disappointed, but I'm also very thrilled. I'm, I am thrilled that in my two paragraphs in the Wall Street Journal, it's one about me and, and Forte Catholic, which is phenomenal. The second thing is, is that it makes fun of a priest friend of mine. <laughs> Our Canadian priest friend, Father Harrison, cu- couldn't think of what a group of moose was called. He called them a flock, a flock of moose. And that is now quoted in the Wall Street Journal. The only thing that could have been better is if it was making fun of Father Anthony instead. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have made... Wait, what is a group of moose called? Meese? A herd. A herd of moose. A herd of moose. Yeah. Mm, no one knows that. <laughs> well, Did you know everyone that? that listens to this show. Well, I guess does. a flock. Yes. A flo- yeah. Okay. Well, out it again. Um, flock of goose. <laughs> right. No, that makes geese. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Because flock, you have to fly. Yeah. The FL gives it away. No, I get that. That's hilarious. Well, congratulations. I think it's a big deal. I think your mom should have it framed in a gold frame on the door. Like when people walk into the house, she should be like, oh, and this is my very famous son. Who's, you know, in the Wall Street Journal. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> not like in the criminal tour? section. Like, not, uh, <laughs> the I, other funny, th- well, it's, it's funny that you say that I should get this framed because um, I, there is something in my house that I don't have framed, but I have kept. And I think I've mentioned it before on the show. Okay. The first, the first like big speaking engagement that I ever did, it was like eight, nine, eight, nine years ago now, was um, I was the speaker for the Diocesan Youth Conference of Sioux City, Iowa. That's where everyone gets their start, right? <laughs> so, um, you don't start in, in Sioux City. Yeah. Are yeah, you even yeah, yeah. a thing? <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, the minor leagues. You have yeah. like your A ball, your double A, your triple A, that sort of thing. I you like know, I'm it. moving up a little bit. I'm doing the Di- Diocese of Beaumont Conference this weekend. I so, if you're listening it. to this this deal. week, pray for us because I'm emceeing that. So, I'm moving up. I'm still in the minor leagues, but moving up. But, my first ever one, um, I was on the cover of the local diocesan Catholic newspaper. And it wasn't just that, but that that guy, what was his name? I can't think of his name now. Man. But there was like a famous reporter. I wanted, f- famous reporter. And my my face was bigger than his face on, on the paper. So I still have it. It's in my, <laughs> like the dresser next to my bed. It's still there. So now on the other dresser, I could keep the Wall Street You could. Journal. You could put that one. Those are your two. <laughs> Al Roker. Al Roker. I can only think of Al Sharpton. I can't get that out of my head. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I I ran into Al Al Roker once, but yeah, I don't have a picture with him. That's rude. Yeah. Did you say excuse me? There used to be much more. Actually, that's a joke I, just for us. I did. I did. I bumped into him. That's true. And I did. I, I apologized. 
So there you go. That's true. But your, yours is a much better story. And you're much more famous than Al Roker. I mean, who knows him in Sioux City, Iowa? No one. Obviously. 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 <laughs> Zero people. My real demographic. So yeah, this, the, the Wall Street Journal, it's, it's this, the, this, so this lady which, uh, reached out. Um, her name is Claire Ansbury. She's the author of the article. Hi, she works Claire. at the Wall Street Journal. What's up, Claire? Thanks for doing this. Um, but she called me, or I like I knew that Father Father Anthony reached out and said, "Hey, this lady reached out to us, and she's going to do an article about us." And about a week later, I get a phone call. Oh my god! And it's her, and she talks to me for about seventy minutes, like over an hour, and she's asking me about clerically speaking. She's asking me about the Catholic podcasting world. She's asking me about my show. She's asking specific questions about things we've said on this show, things that the priests have said on clerically speaking. Because like I've listened to every episode. Like I know, you know, you don't. Have, I don't. I don't have a photographic memory, but I remember most of what I hear. So at least if somebody says something, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when they said that. Um, so we had a great t- conversation about the Catholic podcasting world. I even mentioned um, a couple of little shows named Talk to Me with Liv Harrison and uh, <laughs> Center State Sister with Alice Sullivan. They didn't make the Wall Street Journal. I regret to inform no you. No one called but I me. I did say it. No one called me. Yeah. You know, and Allison's um, already famous, so she's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we can't do, oh, we we can't can't do, do an that. introductory article yeah. on a TikTok star. Everybody yeah. knows Well, you got is. somebody in their garage? We don't want her. No, that's not who we right. want. Yeah, that's, we're going to pass, yeah. but thank you. You have to upgrade from garage to at least be inside the house in the water closet like right I exactly <laughs> that's right that's right yeah so here's the here's the title of the article car talk for catholics uh priest podcast illuminates topics from annulment to batman and it's it's an article about how great cleric speaking is our good friends and you know that's we have cool. class, half of clerically speaking here as one of our as, as one of our co-hosts uh you know he's also one of the uh, you know he's the vice president of our organization you know like so it's, it's a pretty good good thing for him and then it's also nice for us to get mentioned so it's it's just really cool yeah one that the wall street journal did an article about catholic podcasts like yes, that's just very much. cool in general very cool second it's cool that my friends were you know, highlighted in it. Yeah. And third, it's really cool that I'm in the fourth to last paragraph. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, is this only digital or can I go buy? Like, do they even have newspapers anymore? I don't even they know. They do. Yeah. So, so I can the, go buy the, a Wall Street Journal and you're yeah, going to be so in it? Yeah, so it came out digitally on Monday. If you listen to the show, even when okay. you were on it, you would have. I, I, I said that 10 minutes ago. I, yeah, but so. I don't understand. I don't understand how it works, Taylor. Digital, All my news comes came out today. from Apple News. Yeah, go ahead. Digital came out today. <laughs> And the print version will be available of Tuesday of the week that the okay. show comes out. All right, so gotcha, gotcha. T- tomorrow, tomorrow for us and yesterday yeah, for everybody, for everybody else. So. You guys missed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad, so sad. So, you should get anyway. a stack and then give them out as like prizes, Taylor. Like, you know, to your most like. <gasps> I should get one. Okay, so like I like this weekend, I'm emceeing the Diocesan Conference yeah. for the Diocese of Beaumont. Yeah. I should get one yes. and be like, look, I'm cool. <laughs> yes. I think that would go over really well with the yeah, youth. The, they know what the Wall the, Street Journal is. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, your parents know what this is. They do. No, that you're all you learning should. about me this weekend. You the young people here, your parents and the Wall Street Journal. Everybody's learning who I am this week. I love it. I think it's great. Well, congratulations. And congratulations to Clerically Speaking, especially Father Anthony, because I don't know the other father. So <laughs> I only it's know okay. Father Anthony. He, he's going to get famous now that he's in the Wall Street Journal. Now. He, now it's going to He's happen. been in an American publication. He's a Canadian priest. And he's been in an American publication. I mean, that's, that's worth deal. at least five to 10 cents more. <laughs> <laughs> at least a green card. We don't really know. No, that's yeah. really cool. Have you ever? Okay. So before this, the only other paper you had ever been in, even with all of your like athleticism, 
No, I was in my local paper for sports and stuff, but they spelled my name wrong. I was Tatler Schrott and Tyler (laughs) Schramm and all these things. (laughs) They spelled your name wrong? Taylor, come on. They got it right in the Wall Street Journal, though. They're real journalists there, not the facts in Brazoria County. (laughs) That was our local paper. That is so funny. That's really great. Well, cool. So are you prepared for this weekend? Are you ready? I am. So it's interesting, like, being the the MC because it's like I'm the person holding everything together and I haven't been involved in the process at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like uh, like we had a we had a meeting last week and we're all the heads of all, the, you know, everybody that's like running this thing. And we're like, hey, Taylor, we're going to give you like the overview. This is our conference. This is what we need you. This is kind of the yeah. trajectory of the conference. This is how it's going to go. This is what we need you to do. And, uh, and I was like, good. And then we get through the whole thing and I'm like, okay, guys, like, that's nice, but that's a lot. Like that's four days worth of stuff. And they were like, yeah, we're just going to give you cue cards whenever you go up. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> I will take bullet points and I will embellish them. You know how I know how to yeah. do that? It's because that's all I do for the show exactly. and we're almost 300 episodes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we were in the Wall Street Journal. So it worked on some level. It worked on some, we've, but we've peaked. This is right. it. We're done. Is this our last episode? <laughs> no, we're coming up on 300. I'm, I'm very, what? very excited. Haru, Haru, Haru. That's a joke for the men out there. Uh, so, uh, we could get together and watch 300, all of us. <laughs> that would be great. That'd I know, great. it's great. It's a great film. This is Forte Catholic Raw. <laughs> so th- there's a lot going on in my life. Luke. Yeah, let's and hear this it. This is after the last couple of months of not much going on in my life because summer slows down. And now all of a sudden this week, I have all this stuff to lead the show with. So I've got the Wall Street Journal calling. I've got a conference this weekend. So uh, how's your week stacking up in comparison to mine? (laughs) Good. I just got home from a 10-day trip, work trip, and I leave on Sunday for Aruba. Um, but before that, I'm the keynote speaker. You just have to win, don't you? I, 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 I throw a <laughs> softball for me to win, and you just knock it out of the park. There goes my ERA. It's not work-related, except I am speaking on Saturday. I'm I'm doing the, the Houston Women's Catholic uh, I Conference. S- I saw that. We yeah. are competing in Houston <laughs> at different speaking events. <laughs> I'm ca- How many I'm people is yours going to have on? Two talks. You're I have the Cardinal. I have the Cardinal. What did you say? Huh? You're QAnoning? What did I, you say? <laughs> Instead of keynoting two talks. Keynoting. I know And uh, I'm not him seeing. And I uh, and the Cardinals is going to be there. But this is for the whole Diocese of Houston Galveston, and it's women. So, I mean, yay, it's women. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you guys come out if you're in the Houston area and you're a lady. But Friday night, I'm going to Taylorstown, and he's not going to be there. I'm going to go see our good friend Allison Sullivan and her play, Still Magnolias, which is from my hometown. I know the guy that wrote it. Yeah, I know. We did a whole segment last week about Steel Magnolias and you and Allison, and you wouldn't know that if you cared about either of us, uh, but apparently you only care about her because you'll drive to see her, but you won't listen to my <laughs> podcast from your bedroom. So a, a couple of things, too, about your conference. Yeah. One, I thought I was I was I thought I was making fun of you. I thought I was going to clearly win this week, and you're like, no, I did four conferences, and I'm going to Aruba for fun. So that pisses me off that I have the my best week professionally in, in months, and you're just like, yeah, I beat it in two days. So <laughs> Stop. screw you. You are winning professionally. Uh, <laughs> you are so crushing me. 
crushing me. <laughs> the other thing is, uh, you also had to one up. Like, not only did you one up me on that, you one up me on your bishop. You're like, oh, the cardinal will be with me, <laughs> and here I am, just stuck with a regular bishop from Beaumont. You even had to upgrade your bishop, and it's making me angry. <laughs> no, you are killing this. You are. You are. You really are. You are. You are absolutely. You are owning me. I've got nothing going on professionally. This is it. This is. This is it. This is my swan song. Actually, I'm leaving media. So it's been really great. I've enjoyed my time. I got nothing. Like <laughs> every other job I own or have owned uh, is gone, is over. You know this. I think you know this. My morning show's over. My late night show's over. I don't know when you're releasing my podcast. So I listen, I'm excited. I'm here today. I'm going to send you a check for letting me come. Well, I already do that. So uh, <laughs> this is it, Taylor. I got nothing. You win. You always win. So there, That's you should feel not, better inside. Yeah, yeah, I'll take my win and stay here and work while you're hanging out in Aruba for a month. Yeah, I win. What a winner I am. All the spoils. <laughs> I married well, Taylor. I totally, listen, next time, next time, marry a financial advisor. Now you know. I mean, do they make lady ones of those? Never yes, mind. they do. Okay. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, he won this trip. Nathan won a couple of trips that were going on this summer. So there you go. He won everything. It makes me angry. <laughs> okay, so here's how we're going to wrap this up. I saw this Please. meme the other day. Um, and, and I feel like uh, the Wall Street Journal validated both Clerically Speaking and this show and everything we're trying to do here. This, this I feel, encapsulates what we're trying to do in the Catholic, like the good Catholic podcast world land, like where we where we live. Um, so here's what, the, here's what it says. The two kinds of Pauline epistles are, number one, we are heirs through unfathomable grace to unimaginable glory. Or the second kind, I am, as a personal favor, begging you sick little freaks to act normal for five minutes. <laughs> And I feel like that's what our show does. Every now and then, we're being so silly. We're just like, can y'all just be normal for a second? Two and then, seconds. boom, try to hit you with a faith point. And then we get out of the segment and go do a commercial, which is what we're going to do now. Because Liv's face just froze again. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Today's sponsors are our friends over at Be A Heart Designs. They sent me this St. Joseph Saint doll. I'm so excited about this. Like, it's really for my kids, but I'm super excited about it. I'm jealous of his hair. If you're watching, you can see this. He has tremendous hair. He's got a little saw here. He's got an L in his pocket for, you know, Satan is a loser. I'm just kidding. It's a little measuring thing for carpenters. And then I found this little treasure on the, on the back of him. He has a little backpack and inside of his backpack, there's this little card and it says, you know, St. Joseph, father of Jesus. But here's the little reflection on the back. Imagine you are cutting wood with Joseph, the carpenter from Nazareth. Imagine him teaching you to hear God in the silence as your hand slides over the plank in front of you. For Joseph knows that God is in all things. So we are so excited for um, to be partnering with our friends over at Be A Heart Design. They have great dolls like this. They have stuff for kids. They have stuff for adults. They have stuff for your home. They have um, all kinds of Catholic lifestyle products. So... Uh, head on over to beaheart.com, B-E-A-Heart.com. Right now, they are doing their summer sale, which means that there's a little pop-up right when you go to their website. If you sign up for their newsletter, you will get 10% off your per first purchase store-wide. So stock up right now from our friends over at Be A Heart Design. St. Joseph says to go. 
Go, go to be a heart design. That's what St. Joseph would sound like if he spoke English. Do it now. Beaheart.com. Welcome back to Fort the Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Olivia Eugene Harrison. Olivia, I would like to connect two things. Okay. I would like to connect the fact that I was mentioned in the Wall Street Journal with the knowledge that I'm about to ask the next question that is going to come out of my lips. Okay. Here's the question. Okay. Jesus turned water into wine. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that he was implicit when people got drunk at that wine or at that wedding? What does implicit mean? <laughs> that it was like partially his fault, right? He's so to blame? Like, no, because part- no, I'll tell you why. Because we believe in free will and alcohol itself is not evil or bad. And if you're of age, right? If the person drank too much alcohol, that's on them. I mean, Jesus gave us a lot of things and we mess that up constantly. You know what I mean? And it's not, it's not his fault. We do that. So that's my take. What is your take, Taylor? I I just have questions. I just have questions. Have you ever been to a wedding? Yes. Yes. Have have. you ever been to a wedding where someone drank too much? Are we asking uh, the company included on this podcast or do we just mean anybody? I'm I'm just... I'm just asking questions. Yeah, no, I have. Yes, uh, yes, actually, yes. Okay, my Uh next question. Have you ever been to a wedding where someone didn't drink too much? (laughs) Yes, and they should have. Yes, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I think those are a little bit more rare. I think that uh, I would imagine that just at just about every wedding, there's someone who either drinks too much at big occasions or possibly someone there who's an alcoholic. So my next question um, I get what you're saying. Yeah, we all have free will and all these sorts of things, right? And like, my sins are on me. Sure. But um, your, you know, your sins are on you. But let's say that you're a person that's in AA, and I know that, mm. and I consistently offer you alcohol. Am I not implicit somehow in your fallings if you then imbibe? That's jerky. I have a lot of words of what that is, but. Um, uh, no, because here's the thing. Even though I'm not an AA, I have I'm not gonna get into my story, Taylor, so calm down. But anyway, I have gone through a lot and I'm responsible for what I can handle and what I can't handle. So if I if I were an alcoholic, I'm speaking from a person who's dealt with massive things. I'm not just speaking like lightly. Then and, and if you keep continuing like to offer me things, then I need to get away from you. Then you gotta go. You know what I mean? Like that's on that's still on you and your recovery. You're in charge of your recovery. You own that. Like I own my recovery from all the stuff I'm facing. So that's my thought. But I think you're yeah. probably going to disagree. <laughs> No, 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 no. I do agree. I do agree. And and here's the thing. So I'm trying to paint this picture. There, there's a pendulum, right? Okay. There's the pendulum on the like, on the one hand of like me forcing you to do something bad, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the pendulum on the other side of like, I had nothing to do with your problem that was completely on you. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's like everywhere in between. And I think the like offering somebody alcohol who's an alcoholic is probably closer to that forcing, right? It's not an actual force, but it's like if you give so if, if you give somebody the option to say yes or no and they can't really say no. Yeah. But like yeah. it's it's kind of on you too, right? Like sure. um 
you know, drug dealers getting people hooked on stuff. So then they have to come back to him. Like that's, it's not a force, but it's pretty dang close. Right. So I'm not saying that Jesus turning water into wine at this party is on that forcing side, but I'm just, I'm just doing this as an experiment because like, ultimately we know that like Jesus was without sin. So ultimately the answer is obviously Jesus did not sin Whenever he turned water into wine, it was a miracle. Like, no one in their right mind would call that a sin. Right, right. right. But, but there have been situations in my life that I think are somewhat similar on the pendulum, right? I can't say exactly, but somewhere on that pendulum from it's completely the other person's fault and completely my fault, where I might have presented something, right? Like, Jesus presented wine at a party, which is not wrong, right? Right. Somebody... There, there is a large likelihood because these parties lasted for days that someone drank too much and got drunk. And, but we know that the answer to my question has to be no, that Jesus could not be implicit in that because he was without sin. He was perfect. Right, 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 right. right. But then again, there have been times where I've been blamed when I'm somewhere along that side of the pendulum, whenever other people have free will, right? So I get, I, what I, I've been thinking about this kind of sitting with it and like, Actually sitting with the question for a second, like, did Jesus make a mistake? You know, like, <laughs> like, or, I mean, I guess the other option was everybody at this party was completely holy and nobody made any mistakes. That's just not how things have happened in my, in yeah, my, uh, no, that's not a thing. That's not, yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> so that's been my thought experiment. What do you think? What brought this up? <laughs> that's my I was, thought. I was drinking and reading the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> is this ca- is this the Catholic version of drunk history? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> drunk scripture. Um, yeah. That would be hilarious uh, and not okay, guys. That's not okay. No, that's in- no, that's really interesting, actually. And I'm kind of this is what blows me away about you, Taylor. There's so many times you'll bring up things, and I'm like, I want to make fun of you, or like, I want to be like, what are you talking about? And then on the other hand, I'm like, how in the world has no one else asked this question before? <laughs> Because no one's been dumb enough to be like, hey, did Jesus sin by making water into wine? No, of course not. But I want to think about it. (laughs) I want to at least explore it. (laughs) Let's at least explore. No, that's very, I'm sure somebody on the planet has asked this question before. I bet you can find all sorts of things. Somebody drunk at a wedding. (laughs) It's not my fault. (laughs) It's that guy's fault. It's that guy. The guy in the toga. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really interesting. I mean, now. I, I, from everything I said before, I think where you, like where there could be an issue, which we don't talk about this in the story, right? In the, in the gospel, but what about children? Like, what about underage kids? You know what I mean? Like how many, did you see, like, for instance, you're making me think of that cute little thing that's running around, um, Facebook, Instagram, like of the video of the little girl at her first communion and she just keeps drinking the wine. Did you see that one? No, I haven't. You haven't seen that? It's like, I mean, it's like a good two, like, they're like, oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they're like trying to get it. She's having her first experience of ecstasy I mean, in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> she's, she gone. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
<laughs> you know, we don't talk about that. Like, I don't know. I don't know the responsibility of, did, did Jesus walk around and say like, I'm sorry, do you have, can I see your wristband? Oh, okay. You're over 21. <laughs> like you can come into the wine line now. You know, we do all those kind of things. I don't know. I mean, Taylor, you kind of, you kind of scrambled my brains today. Like I have never thought about that. And you're really throwing me That's off. That's good because your brains are usually over easy. <laughs> <laughs> And you you really are throwing me off because I named my daughter after All your this ideas miracle. have been poached. <laughs> You're so my oh. brain is deviled. <laughs> All right, here's my question to you. Have you asked other people about this? Or am I the first to get my No, you're the first. But here here's, I feel like I'm failing. here's where this Wait. I can't remember if that I can't remember which one came first, the, which thought, the chicken or the egg. But uh, you're really in eggs egg right excerpt. now. You're going to really, go eat really think. like four eggs after this. Yeah, that little girl was in ecstasy. Okay, <laughs> so I'm done. I'm done. God. I'm done. Okay, so here's where this was coming from. All right, right, tell me. I was thinking about. I can't remember if the if that thought about did Jesus sin, <laughs> not sin, but did he make you know did he lead other people into sin or whatever, right at the wedding? But then I was also you know you you brought up trauma and like that's where this kind of came from. I was working through a trauma that I had with a priest, and I was praying through it with uh, a friend of mine. She she's like trained in how to like pray through some traumatic experiences, and I did this. Uh, you know, we prayed together for like 20, 30 minutes and went through a lot of the memories and prayed through them and all the, all this stuff, right? People have heard wow. of stuff like this. It's similar yeah. to all that, right? So um, I was praying through it and thinking about who's to blame, right? Because like, I was really hurt by this priest. And uh, I was thinking about how most of the blame is on him, right? Okay. But I think I think that as things went, my reactions to him led me to do bad things mm. that were that like it's not perfectly explainable at least not in my brain. But it's like at some point my reactions to him are his fault, like immediate, almost immediately. Right? I, I would say if you do something to me and I immediately react poorly if you do something terrible to me and i react poorly that's on you you think so but the i I think so okay right okay uh we even have like like even in the law like we have self-defense stuff like if you come to me and try to kill me and i kill you i i am in no wrong at all Mm -hmm. because it was like Mm -hmm. spur of the moment i was defending myself it was a reaction type of thing like the law even talks about that right but eventually the further we get away from those situations me acting poorly is on me Right. So it's it's like this priest did one thing, multiple negative things towards me. Right. And I started acting, reacting neg- negatively to him. I started reacting negatively to people around the situation. I started reacting negatively towards the church that he represented. I started reacting negatively towards God, whose church it was that he was representing. Right. And at some point, it's like some of that blame is on him. But at some point, after a certain amount of time, and nobody knows exactly what that amount of time is or what needs to happen or whatever. But at some point, it starts to shift to me and it's my problem mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, right? that makes sense. Where it's like the further away from like the initial wound, the initial t- thing that happened, right. the more ownership I need to take over it, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I can't, 
like I couldn't for a long time, and I well documented here on this show. But for like a year and a half, I was angry at the church, and then maybe not angry at God, but just like a little like God, where are you in all yeah, this, yeah. right? Um, and I think that lasted a little longer than it should have. Mm. Like what he did didn't deserve that, but I let it expound and make me angry, and then I started making my own poor decisions and all these things, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of blame on him, but eventually the blame started shifting to me, mm-hmm. right? right? That's not exonerating him at all and say, or saying that what he did was right. But at some point, I need to forgive, move forward, uh, and not be not change my actions to act, acting poorly because somebody else did. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. No, I think that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Except I do, I mean, I, I get your point about if someone does something and you react, then they own that. I think... I think that's I think that's a case by case situation. Like I think your example of like if someone comes in, breaks into your house, has a gun and you shoot them, yeah, uh, that's absolutely self-defense. But do I think that that counts with every single situation where you can have a reaction to somebody doing something that's not okay? No, I don't think we can have reactionary emotions every time. Danger? Yes. I, I, Safety? I, I think, yes. I, uh like yeah. I think even in the not extreme cases of like self-defense, but like both in the law and we see it all, all throughout Christian history of like people making like the people who in the face of like somebody saying something incredibly disrespectful and just handling it, handling it, handling it like a perfect, what we think of saint of, we you know, the saintly person and they're like, Oh, it's okay. I'm a doormat. Like that's not what, happens in most of history no, what happens yeah. most of the time is reactions of like if you're gonna meet me with hostility i might meet you with hostility too right <laughs> and i'm not saying that's right like jesus came to bring peace and wants to bring the peacemaker but he was also slaying that that deep deep stuff against the pharisees and sadducees <laughs> so it's like a lot of this reactionary stuff we can't control right is it, it, is what I'm saying. We can't. We can't. You cannot control your reactions. You can do some like training things to try to fix your reactions in the future, but you can't control your reactions. But you can completely control your non-immediate reactions, right? Like the not in the moment, like the mm-hmm. as things move on. Because like you know, f- like even like feelings, right? Like the feeling of anger mm-hmm. that I felt, you know, to the tenth degree whenever this priest was doing certain things. Um, I can't feel that at a 10 out of 10 forever. If I'm feeling that as a 10, 10 out of 10 forever, like that's on me. You're going to be exhausted. Point, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's I'm true. already tired. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, it has, it, it'll dwindle over time. Yeah, that's and true. like, so will like my res, uh, responsibility for my reactions. Right. But you are or still my res- control of my actions. Like you're still responsible. But I mean, I just want to like, I, I, I just calmly disagree with you. I, you are responsible. How for dare it. you? <laughs> no, I want to get a reaction. <laughs> you, I mean, you still have to, here's the other thing. This is kind of interesting, which I know you don't like to get political on the show, which I respect. Uh, it's your show, but, but you're going to do it anyway. No, that's going to piss me off. Just for real. <laughs> take a second. Just calm down. Just know that I'm not trying to get political on you. But for instance, one of the, uh, like one of the things that we hear a lot about is, you know, freedom of speech, right? Freedom of speech. And we should be allowed freedom of speech, but people don't really like freedom of speech because they don't like what people say, you know, they want to regulate what you say and how you say it and who you say it to and all that kind of stuff. Here's the thing that a lot of people argue. Okay. Listen, we are allowed freedom of, of speech, but, but 
people are going to have their reactions to it, you know? So if I, on this show, say all Catholics are, are dumb, they're really dumb, and they should all burn in hell. I'm allowed to say that. I don't believe that, obviously. No, but- say most. <laughs> <All>. <laughs> but no, if that makes you angry and you ask me not to be on your show anymore, like I've got to take responsibility for, I made the choice. I just want to say that about the reactions. Is like, you can react to somebody. You can have a reaction, but they also can then like respond, you know what I mean? Like, even if they started it, like that sounds like fifth grade, like he started it, you know? And it's, I mean, maybe that's what's coming up for me is all my teaching stuff. Um, like having PTSD. Okay. Let me get to the point of this. We took, we took a huge diversion. Let me get to the point (laughs) I was trying to make. I don't know why we're arguing about this, uh, because we agreed. And then all of a sudden you decided to disagree. So let's get back to the actual point. The actual point is um, how I was reacting, what this priest did multiple, 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 since multiple multiple things wrong that this priest did i'm really right? sorry and my responses were not healthy mm-hmm. but i realized after a certain amount of time that it had been long enough that it was no longer on him it was now my responsibility for how i moved forward Right. I think that's really I mature. Con- I, I couldn't control how I reacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I should have changed my reaction at some point a little bit faster than I did. But this is part of the human experience and part of life and part of growing up. Right. But I re- I looked back on the situation through this time of prayer and was like, look, I have been so angry at this person that I've let it affect. Now, things have gotten better. Like like I've said before, our new priest in our in our parish has done wonders for the healing through this situation because he's just replacing something that was bad with something good and that's been incredibly healing right like that was the big instigator for me to heal not taylor being oh i should be a better person it was him right um but part of my response after all of this is happening was being able to look back and somebody calling it out in me and seeing like you're still angry about this that's, yeah. and it's holding you back from other things so let's pray through it and essentially what i realized was yeah, it's been years and I'm still like reacting to the church or reacting to God with a twinge of this anger that I feel towards this priest. And so it was, it was time for me to take responsibility, even though it was 100% his fault at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But it was time for me to take responsibility for how I'm going to continue to live my life because I didn't do it super healthily in like the, you know, I, sure I would way. say I, I I probably did it fine in my initial reaction. Yeah, I probably I don't re, I don't regret how I reacted at all. But then like another year of it lingering after that first year, that's on me, right? Like I need to take ownership of that and and move forward. And essentially, so in this time of prayer, it's this whole this whole idea that a lot of people have probably heard before. But it's like, where was Jesus in that situation, right? And this whole time, mm. when you think of priest, I know what I think of priest. I, like one of the first things I think is in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. So this whole time, every time I would think about it, every time I would pray about it, every time I would get angry about it, I would be like, where is Jesus? Well, he's not where he's supposed to be. That's mm-hmm. where I was getting angry. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's supposed to be in persona Christi. He's supposed to be in that priest. Now, you can argue. I know he's there only in persona Christi during the mass or whatever. Like, I, I get it, right? But he's still a representative of Christ. It's like, he's supposed to be there and he's not. And that affected me spiritually for a long time. God is supposed to be there. He's supposed to be there with me, for me, for this community. And he's not. Mm. And it saddened me and it made me angry. 
And then during this time of prayer, two years, three years after this happened, this person just kept asking me, keep looking at it. Where is Jesus in this situation? And I was finally like, Taylor, you're an idiot. He's in me. He was in the other people affected by it. He's in the other people that are being negatively affected by what this priest was doing. It's like, he wasn't not there. He wasn't there, that priest. I can guarantee you that. But he was there, just not where I was looking. I was so focused mm. on the person that I was angry at that I wasn't able to see that Jesus Christ dwells in me because of my baptism. He also dwells in the other people in the room that I wanted to protect and care about and, and love. And it was this huge breakthrough of like, man, I'm an idiot and I missed the whole point. <laughs> but, and I let somebody else somebody else control me for far too long. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the, that's the worst part about it all. He still has all the power, you know? And that just, that just fuels and aggravates you I'm sure even more because here's someone who did something that is not okay. And then they continue to win. And that is what's so, that's the hardest part of all of it. To be very honest, I think in my opinion, when people have wronged us in such a horrible, harmful way, which I know you and I have talked about uh, in length, that's the worst part is that when they continue to win because you can't move on. Here's the other thing. They're fine. Like they're fine. Like they're good they're okay. They don't care. So I'm really glad, like as someone who loves you and cares about you and, you know, just doesn't want that for you. I'm so glad you're free. Do you feel free? Like, do you feel a freedom, oh, yeah. like a I, lightness? I've gained 20 pounds, but I feel 20 pounds lighter <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay. That's our segment for, for, for right now. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're talking about prayer because we've got rid of the crap and now we want to fill it up with good things. Don't go anywhere. Our YouTube channel has been popping off recently. We want to thank you guys for watching it. Not only do you get full-length episodes of this show so you can see us and not only hear us, but uh, we have been releasing a lot of new videos in our A Catholic Perspective series. This is where um, either just me or me and some of my friends walk through some of the biggest hits in pop culture from movies to TV shows. So there are currently our Catholic reviews up right now of the hit multiversal show Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Moon Knight on Disney+, Plus. Encanto, The Morning Show, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, and we've also got um, our top 10 Catholic podcasts that you should be listening to right now. That video has almost 10,000 views. So if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do. We can become a partner with YouTube when we hit 1,000 subscribers and um, the right amount of watch time. And we are so close on both of those things. And you can help us out today for free by subscribing at youtube.com slash Catholic. Just hit the little subscribe button and that little number going up is the thing that makes me happier than anything in the world. So subscribe today if you haven't already, and thanks in advance. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Olivia Harris. So uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, praying last time, and it was kind of like I haven't that type of prayer, like the, you know, the healing type of prayer, going back through memories prayer. I've only done a few times, and it's usually for, like, specific reasons. But... I've mentioned a ton of times before. Uh, Allison and I talked about it last week. This foundations course that that we're that I'm I'm leading. I'm actually need to leave in a few minutes to go lead it uh, here on Monday night. But um, one of the things that we've been doing uh, is it's a lot of intellectual like formation, right? Like learning the teachings of the church. But one of the things that we're doing every time is we're teaching and praying together new types of prayer, different types of prayer, right? So where we started was just like the, what are the things that um, that I do on a daily basis? Do you have prayers that you say every single day? 
Yes. I mean, or yes. Like, I mean, you might miss a day here and there. Yes. You have daily prayers. Yes. What are they? Yes. Uh, I what's your what's your uh, your little plan of of action there? My little plan of action. My my go to is to start the day before anything happens. Before I check my phone. Before I get up to go to the bathroom. Anything, and I say. Um, I, I say something from the heart. Like that's how I start the day. Like something just straight from my heart. Um, usually I'm, I'm in a novena. It's kind of my favorite thing. I don't know if it's an intention span thing, but I can do nine days. You know what I mean? I can do nine days and I kind of like that. I'm starting a new novena today. I can't so pray is, for 18 days in a row, I can't. but I can pray for nine days in a I row can do twice. Nine. <laughs> I can do that. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. So I can do that. Um, I was listening to Bible in a Year you know, with Father Mike, like everybody else, and uh, I am not. So, but I mean, I gotta be honest, like things zig and zag. I don't know about you, but like there's different seasons of my life where I'll ha- I'll be really front heavy on like a schedule of like, oh, this is what we're doing, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. And then there's times that it's light and I'm kind of like floating. I mean, so there you go. You're kind of catching me in a transitional time. How about that? We both have, we both have had seasons in our life where we've been heavy and light, but that's a whole different thing. (laughs) Oh, he's got to make a fat joke. There we go, everybody. (laughs) No, it was a spirituality (laughs) joke. I would never comment on your weight. So, uh, liar. Here's, here's what I do. I had to become very regimented because I'm not a very regimented person. Yeah. So I was realizing that I would get to the end of the day and I hadn't prayed at all. Right. Mm. So even in busy days, I wanted to have some kind of reminder to orient my day to God. So I start every single one of my days. I can't start before I check my phone or go to the bathroom because checking my phone is a requirement as millennials. The first thing that I do, I put my hand on my phone. <laughs> it's like I'm taking an oath to like live the, my day as a millennial. True. Uh, and then, uh, you're old, but I guess my bladder is older because I have to go to the bathroom first before I do anything, <laughs> before I have a thought. And you're like, I have to say something from the heart. All my heart and my mind are thinking is when I wake up. So I can't do that. So the morning offering is how I start my day. That's nice. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you all my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, all for the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, and union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father this day. Boom. Now, no matter what I do, even if I go out and kill a guy, I offered it to God. Like, no matter what I do in my day, I've offered everything. The Not how that parts, works, everybody. The bad parts. <laughs> the, I've, I've offered my whole day to God. Okay. And because I'm a millennial, I wake up around eight or nine every day. So a few hours later, I have an alarm that goes off. I, I don't have an alarm to wake me up because I work for myself. What, who, what, who am I waking up for? That's true. Um, That's a good point. But I have an alarm at noon just in case I sleep till then. I'm just kidding. I don't sleep till then anymore. I know. Uh, I the noon alarm. What do I pray at noon? Angelus. The Angelus, right? That was my. That was years ago. Um, I tried the rosary over and over and over again. I tried, um, I didn't like it growing up. And then in college, everybody that I knew that was holy was praying the rosary. So I tried like four to five days a week. I was praying the rosary. I got a whole group of people around me. I started a group. I don't even, I don't know if I've told you this. I started a group in order to try to pray the rosary and have it be a part of my life. I started a group that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night, at every night, you know, we all either lived on campus or near campus. We walked through the campus and prayed the rosary for our school uh, every night, Monday through Thursday, for two years. Taylor, and that's incredible. 
could never get into it. Never got into the real estate. <laughs> I tried. So people who are like, oh, wow. you just need to try it. I'm like, I did. I did. No, I literally you tried. My, That's huge. My whole life around it. Yeah, no. So kidding. I made a deal. I made a deal with Mary after doing that for two years, being like, look, I'm just, I'm just, it's just dry for me. I can't get anything out of it. I know it works for other people. It's just not working for me. I said, but I like you, Mary. What else can I do? I was like, and I learned this thing about the Angelus. You know, the priest at our, at our school would pray it for, for noon mass. He'd come out and say the Angelus first, and then we would start mass. Yeah. So that, like, that was a new thing for me. I was like, let's. Let's start this. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it was my deal with Mary. I said, Mary, do you have a problem if I don't say the rosary anymore? Or I just say the, the Angelus. And she didn't say anything, so I assumed that it was fine. So so I've got morning offering. I've got the Angelus. And then uh, I've got another alarm at 3 o'clock. What do I say at 3 o'clock, Liv? Divine mercy. No, I don't, because oh. that takes too long. It's the middle of my work day. So I just go, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. And that's it. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> that's it and that's it I, nothing at night no, no, examination no that, that's it at three o'clock that's the that's the quick one. Oh, gotcha gotcha six o'clock do you think i examined my conscience look at me uh six <laughs> o'clock six o'clock's my weird one because sometimes people will pray like the the uh the angelus again at six or something but i've already said the angelus once do you know what i do at six o'clock this is my weird one every every other thing like the morning offering a lot of catholics do angelus at noon a lot of catholics do saying like something about jesus's death at three o'clock because that's the day, the time that he died pretty normal the six o'clock one i think is is weird for me oh god i have no idea like a creed i don't do you say a creed what do you say <laughs> i believe in god I mean, the father I like, i'm you- just at dinner <laughs> Creator of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. You say grace. Oh, God. <laughs> you you yeah. say grace at six o'clock every day. So six o'clock every day. This was after years. So I became a uh, a godfather at a very young age. It mm-hmm. was like, like they waited for the baptism. It was just a couple of weeks. They waited a couple of weeks for the baptism for my confirmation to happen so that I could be the godfather of this child. And then a couple of years later, a few years, three, four years later, I got asked to be a godfather of another child. So I was really close to them, like when I was in high school right. and then when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And then I left college and moved away and got married and I wasn't seeing them all the time. So after a while, they just weren't really a part of my prayer anymore. They were just, I, I started forgetting about them for a few years there. The first few years of marriage, having our own kids, blah, blah, blah. But I started forgetting to pray for them. So I added one more. I was like, I already got one at 12. I got one at three. Let's add one more at six. And at six o'clock every day, uh, I pray for my godchildren. Something just really, really, really quick. And, and easy, you know, like, I don't forget the people that I'm around. I don't forget to pray for my kids or my wife. Or but my godchildren live far away. So it's That's just like, I, these are people that mean something to me, and I don't see them all the time, so I need to stop and pray for them. Mm. So that's what I do. I love that. Wait, is that it? There's one last one. It's not an examination of conscience, but before I go to sleep at night, what do I say before I go to sleep at night so that the little demons leave me alone? Uh, that whole thing, like, if... My, if I die, my soul to take the good Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to think about. I'm scared to go to sleep. Let's talk about my soul leaving my body. No, the St. Michael prayer. I want to win the battle before it even happens. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're in the day with St. Michael. I do. Because I, I had a lot of spiritual warfare stuff when I was a kid, especially around when I was sleeping and dreams and all that stuff. Yeah. So I say that just to protect myself. So that's, if nothing wow. else happens to the day. That's which, impressive, Taylor. And, and like, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that all those happen every day, but the alarms go off every day. Like I have a reminder to say them every my, day. Uh, my iPhone says them every day. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Angelus. I'm making that Apple pray and pay for what it did to the humankind. So 
um, oh, that's really like, beautiful. Even on like my worst days, I'm praying at least those prayers, right? Yeah, so even if I forget my like my quote unquote personal time of prayer, I'm not in the mood for you know to spend time with my Lord and Savior who gave me everything. Like at least that baseline is there, right? And so uh, a lot I'm trying to share this with with these people at foundations because a lot of them have very good faith lives, but a lot of them might be in a situation that like I'm in, like need a little bit of, of the regiment. So I've been introducing those things. So, um, do you have, so you have like, you know, your, your, you, you shared about your morning. Do you have any other kind of regiment or is it just kind of like a free? I have no day? in the past I have right now. I don't, but in the past, yeah, I had like, it was very similar to you. I had, um, I would, set my phone to certain times of the day, like my children, their birthdays, I would have that set for like, okay, for instance, my birthday is- You have it at weird times. I know you have it at I weird do, times. like October 1st it's is like my birthday. It's like 3-12. Yeah, so like 10-01, I would I have- I knew that about you. I knew yeah. that about you without it's you even true. ever telling me. It's true. I was like, if, if yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know that you had set alarms because I wasn't yeah. sure that that was that that was in your that was my personality. Thing, yeah. But I knew that if you did, it would be something super weird. <laughs> That's hilarious that you know that. That's so funny. Well, like my my wedding anniversary. I just had my twenty second wedding anniversary. I didn't write about it on social media. I usually write a whole big thing. Oh, um, we just had 10. Another thing we lose. <laughs> yes, Did Taylor. Did I mention that I was in the Wall Street I'm Journal old. this week? <laughs> okay, Taylor, geez. Uh, but our anniversary is June 17th. So that's 617. So I would have a, an alarm for that. You know, I'd pray for my marriage. Well, we had some technical difficulties through today's show. So we lost Liv. Her internet just will not work. We've been fighting through it through the whole show. But that's just about all we were going to talk about anyway. So um, I guess the, the main thing from here is to just take something from this, right? Whether it's the regiment or one of the prayers or add something into your day just to help with like the baseline of your prayer, your connection with God. Not to make it rote, but just to make sure that there's always something there, just safeguarding what's most important, which is our relationship with God. So um, as Liv and I said, we'll be at different conferences this weekend. So pray for us. Um, also her podcast is coming back soon. Talk to me with Liv Harrison. The whole first season is already out on podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, go hit subscribe and listen today. We hope that you guys enjoyed today's show. If you did, please like, hit subscribe, share it with a friend. You guys rock. I'll be back soon. Say it. Thank you for watching and listening to our show today. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for uh, continuing to support us. And we hope that you really did enjoy today's episode. If you did, please let us know by doing one of two things, if not both. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching and listening. And two, leave us a comment. Uh, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel or let us know what you thought over on our social media channels, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the things. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We hope that you are enjoying your summer, and I'll be back next week. Bye. Love you.